Bangkok left high and dry after booze ban indefinitely extended. Singaporean robot gently scolds parkgoers into COVID compliance. Hong Kong continues streak of no new coronavirus cases. Welcome to the Coconuts Podcast. The Coconuts Podcast delivers impactful, weird, and wonderful reporting by our journalists on the ground in eight cities. Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong, Manila, Jakarta, Kuala Lumpur, Yangon, and Bali. Listen to headline news and insightful interviews on matters large and small designed for people located in or curious about Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. I'm Byron Perry. I'm Vim Shanmugam. And I'm Summer Lee. Hi, this is Summer from Coconuts. Did you know that we've launched an in-house brand studio? Now you do. It's called Grove, and we specialize in creating content that delights and influences customers. We also manage all advertising and branded content campaigns on Coconuts. Hit us up for all of your creative copywriting, graphic design, and video production needs. Our clients include Hilton, Mercedes-Benz, Grab, the Singapore Tourism Board, the Tourism Authority of Thailand, Singha Beer, and Johnny Walker. And we love to work with you. Join forces with us to slay buzzwords, rise above the noise, and sow the seeds of something great. Visit coconuts.co slash grove and drop us a line at advertising at coconuts.co for more information on our creative services and advertising opportunities. And here are the top stories of the week. Singaporean robot gently scolds parkourers into COVID compliance. So the rise of the machines has stepped or rolled one step closer with the arrival of an autonomous robot, very politely, politely ordering all humans to respect social distancing measures in Singapore. A self-driving autonomous vehicle was spotted around uh, Badok Reservoir, telling everyone to comply with stricter measures to stem the spread of coronavirus. To curb the spread of COVID-19, gatherings at this park are not allowed. Please practice social distancing at all times and do not loiter at this park. Stay safe, stay home. The talking machine can be heard saying around that park. Huh. (laughs) It's pretty, so, actually, I'm used to it. They have robots in the airport. They have robots in the malls. Makes total sense. Normal. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that not only do we have to deal with COVID-19, we have to deal with Skynet now becoming self-aware with these <laughs> robots. Like, I, But it's kind of cute, though. Like, if you guys had seen it, it's a little cute, like, smart car-like looking um, car. And it, yeah, it was moving around um, Badok Reservoir and sort of, I think it has like little cameras on it. It has 360 cameras and it streams live whatever content um, that it's shooting back to um, PUB's um, control room. So they actually had that card, uh, or rather, they had that robot designed to keep a check on reservoirs around Singapore. And uh, they rolled it out, I think, like about a year ago. And then this is now being used for COVID-19. It'd be funny if it um, spoke Singlish. I wonder if it does. <laughs> Ella. It doesn't. I think. I don't know. I can't do it. I'm not. Can some? Can you guys Mufla. do it? Please? Go home. Why like that? That that would be quite funny. I think she sounds. It's a lady, and she sounds like more like Alexa. Uh, than anything else. So a very soothing, womanly voice, uh, very polite, as they say. So very cute. Yeah. I love the emphasis on politeness, but I just think, you know, like, they should reprogram it to do, like, Tiger Mom, you know? 
<laughs> it's just kind of funny if it's impolite. I mean, yeah. Why just play not? Like... It's kicking people out of places, right? It's, it's yeah. Be kind of mm. forceful. Um, I love it. The Maybe... have you guys seen Ex Machina? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very scared of robots um, <laughs> because of Ex Machina. I feel like that was or... one of the best movies in recent years. Well, for that matter, Westworld. Like <laughs> any robot. I haven't seen that... Westworld. But I okay. do really want to see it because so much is shot here in Singapore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, of the latest season, yeah. I mean, it really is about, like, robots that become self-aware and start oh. creating a ruckus. Um, is that too so very... knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Give it a few years. <laughs> a pandemic and now a robot uprising. Yeah, I'm down. It would yeah. not be surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go with it, right? It's 2020. Mm-hmm. And yeah, over to Bangkok. So we've heard that, you know, they've been on a booze ban. But yeah, now Bangkok is going to be left high and dry for a little longer as the booze ban is now indefinitely extended. Ouch. So to- yeah, tomorrow's stay-at-home parties are being cancelled on, you know, as the alcohol sales won't be lifted anytime soon. So when asked about the three-week-old ban on sales, the Interior Ministry's Permanent Secretary, Chat Chai Promlet, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm sorry if I'm not. Said today that the current measures would remain in place until at least May 31st, seeking mm. hopes of even a two-day reprieve many have had over the long holiday weekend. And he said that the ban would remain until further notice. Oh, oh dear. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> I think there's... this sucks more, right? This sucks more because at least with the first one, they, they, they could stock up because they were like, oh, okay, it's going to be a month. Let's stock up. But now they're just extending it. There's no way... To go get anything. Yeah. If I know Thailand, there will be a thriving black market, If I have, as I have said previously. Um, but it is funny. It, this could be the straw that broke the camel's back with low-rent expats of Thailand. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to live in Thailand for five years. I've now lived in Singapore for five years. In case you can't tell, I'm American. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, um, people in Thailand who are expats who just enjoy the fact that it's relatively affordable and that the booze Elvino does flow. It's, Mm. it's a cheap place for a raging alcoholic who wants to sit on the beach, but (laughs) (laughs) that is becoming less and less attractive with it becoming more expensive and no, no booze. Very sad. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in Hong Kong, um, Hong Kong has really, of the coconut cities, seemed to have the best uh, response um, and government health program to deal with the coronavirus. Hong Kong has recorded uh, its fourth straight day yesterday of no new coronavirus cases um, being recorded in the city. Um, So it's really great to see that Hong Kong has seemingly you know, stop the growth of coronavirus. Apparently, the total number of confirmed cases is 1,037. There's a big Hong Kong and Singapore rivalry, and they're always compared to each other. And I think a month or two ago, it was very much like, oh, Singapore's response to coronavirus has been the gold standard, and here's all the amazing things Singapore has done. But now um, it's not exactly the case. I think there's 15,000 cases in Singapore, if I'm not wrong. Don't quote me on that. I got to double check that. But do you know them off the top of your head or Summer? There's over 10,000. Mm. Yeah, I got to check that too. And it's grown exponentially in April. Um, most of the cases are amongst the migrant worker population in the dorm. So not a lot of deaths here. I think there's only, um, I, I think there's about 10. But um, yeah, Hong Kong. Uh, continuing to seemingly 
really control coronavirus and see no growth, no new cases. Awesome. Um, yeah, really great news from Hong Kong, and I hope something we can look forward to in our other cities. So switching gears, uh, there's this funny, funny seminar that uh, happened in Jakarta. Basically, how to study abroad and marry a bule. A bule is a uh, foreigner. Uh, is an Indonesian education consultant slammed over a controversial seminar. Uh, so, you know, many Indonesians obviously dream about um, studying abroad, but they uh, ran into something where a social media post by an education consultant, We Care Education, went viral because they said something about special inspirational sharing on education and soulmates. Your soulmate could be European, Australian, or American bule, using the local slang term that refers to Caucasians and foreigners in general. So basically, you could go to this seminar and learn. I'm going to give you the five steps, guys. Understanding the characteristics of bules, how to approach them step by step, a shortcut to winning their hearts, challenges to getting bules, and finally, the joys and sorrows of getting a bule soulmate. So, I mean, this is, this is the next level, class. right? Yeah. Everyone's like talking about masterclasses online, but this is like next level. I'm writing all of this down, by the way. Just saying. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> bule, bule. Um, yeah. Do you guys know that's what they call foreigners in Indonesia, bule? I don't yeah, know that. I only recently found this out and, okay. and yeah, like Farang, like Farang is. <laughs> it's exactly like, I mean, maybe not exactly, yeah. I don't know as well, but it's very similar to Farang. It's mm. very commonly used. Um, it's used among the Bule community. Um, <laughs> if you, I, I don't know if any of us move there, we would be Bule's. I would certainly be a Bule. I don't know mm. if it's for Caucasian only or whether it's all non-Indonesians or whether Asian non-Indonesians would be called something else. Um, I think lar largely it's for like Europeans, Australians, yeah. British people, Americans. Yeah. So, mm. so yeah, Summer and I are out of luck, unfortunately. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, so what happened? Did they get like shut down or is the masterclass continuing? Uh, so far, yeah, I mean, it, it happened, and I think people just started talking about it. It went crazy. People were saying it's a cringy class. There's a lot of, like, negative feedback. Uh, the guy who actually ran the uh, seminar actually has a Australian wife who he sort of boasted about how he won her. Um, so, yeah, they have issued an apology, and they said they try to clarify what the seminar is actually about. But yeah, I think you can't really hide that anymore. Um, the seminar is now canceled. It was supposed to be on May 3rd. So it's kind of a funny um, turnaround. Hilarious. And yeah, over to Bali. Um, officials say that Bali zoos are being closely monitored as concerns rise over the animals going hungry. Yeah, so the Natural Resources Conservation Center in Bali says that zoos and conservation centers here on the island can still manage to afford animal feed following a national survey that suggests that, you know, animals living in Indonesian zoos may starve to death due to the temporary closures amid the COVID-19 pandemic. But yeah, Prawono Maruanto, sorry if I'm butchering your name again, an official from uh, the conservation center um, said that his office is closely monitoring these zoos. And yeah, to ensure that the animals are healthy, moving regularly, and are well-fed. And he clarified that, yes, no one is currently fi uh, facing financial difficulty to feed the animals. So don't worry. It's good news. Good to know. 
there's been all those viral videos of zoos that are not having anybody visiting them, letting out their animals and walking around. Like I saw one of flamingos, kind of like a flock of flamingos facing up with a gang of penguins. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Someone was like West Side Story 2020. (laughs) (laughs) I think they've actually done some in Singapore, but I have to think about, it might have been penguins. Yeah, Uh, yeah. They went on the children's playground. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's always (laughs) good fun. Taking well, the yeah. turf, taking the turf back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Although this is not exactly penguin territory, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's something good to know. People are monitoring the Bali Zoo and zoos in general because you know, in times of hardship for humans, oftentimes animals as well face serious hardships, and zoos Absolutely. often get neglected. You've seen those images, maybe from zoos in war zones where all the animals are starving and dying, and so. We'll keep an eye on the Bali Zoo and make sure that um, not a single macaque monkey goes hungry. <laughs> Although I think they'll be fine because they're pretty native to there. They can just run out and go eat a bunch of bananas that grow <laughs> locally, I would assume. Um, moving on to Bangkok, our top story of the week was not a very pleasant one, a very sad story. Um, a woman uh, committed suicide in Thailand um, after drawing a portrait of the prime minister and writing a note explaining that she couldn't afford to take care of her family. Um, And she was a mother, a young mother, 19 years old. Um, This actually is part of a wider trend that we've been observing and writing about in Thailand of an increase in suicide. So I spoke with Todd Ruiz and um, Milk, our editors in Bangkok, to discuss a story that they did in the last week as well. Um, about this increase in suicides in Thailand. Um, Talking about suicide and reporting suicide is always a tricky subject. You know, we really don't want to just report every suicide that happens. Um, Every time that we do, we want to put a disclaimer about mental health. And um, it's really um, a type of news that you have to be more careful with than any other type of news. Uh, But it is important, and this is a growing phenomenon in Thailand that we think people should know about. Um, So stay tuned for my interview with Todd and Milk about the increase in suicides in Bangkok. So I am on the phone with Todd Ruiz, who is a regional managing editor for Coconuts based in Bangkok, as well as Chayanit Itipong Mati, otherwise known as Milk, who is our Bangkok food, lifestyle, and travel editor, but who lately has been working a lot more on news, being that everything food, lifestyle, and travel related in Bangkok is shut down. How's it going today, guys? Hello. Hey, good. Good to be back. Sadly, missing the inimitable uh, Tara Kamalvatanovith, but now with the equally unmatched Chinese Itipongmiti, who I'll also refer to as milk because of my feeble foreign tongue. Yeah, unmatched. And unparalleled. Yes, <laughs> we miss you, Todd. We want to get you on the podcast more often. For those that didn't know, but I think everybody does know, Todd was hosting the podcast for the first 20-something episodes and did a fantastic job. Um, anyways, guys, we wanted to talk about a story that is not so pleasant. Um, there seems to have mm-hmm. been an increase in suicides in Thailand, which is probably related to Uh, the economic impact, it seems, of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Um, can you tell us more about the story you wrote, which really seems to have um, gained traction and hit home? Yeah, so we had, you know, been anecdotally picked, heard some reports about these really uh, just dire stories of, of people who had killed themselves. It was it was parents. It was a father. It was a mother. Um, and and the the what 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 people were saying about them is that it was yeah it was driven by just the depths of despair. I mean, clearly there's also a mental health component to suicide too, right? So you know, there's been a concern that as this situation drags on and as the double whammy of not just isolation, but people who are already on unsound financial footing, um, you know, it really hit on economic hard times that, that uh, some would be, you know, pushed over, pushed over the edge. Maybe they were already on the edge and that this Mm -hmm. has served to to push them further over it. So um, I asked Milk to, well, Milk and I talked about, uh, going and, and researching some more examples of this. And it just, unfortunately, it's it sort of in a handful of days, mm-hmm. it was, it was, um, there were too many examples. So uh, Milk, tell, sure. us, tell us about, you know, you went to, to what you found in some of the stories that you included in your report. Um, yeah, actually it started like back when, um, in early April, like I was just like wake up and um, um, read more headlines on Thai media, like uh, what's going on and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I started to notice some like uh, local reports that say uh, a mother killed herself over here, uh, there, and then. And um, uh, back then, I didn't write much about it because there there was more. Uh, uh alarming uh news like about booze ban or uh more lockdown measures at the time sure but but then uh i started notice like more reports grow and grow uh, about the suicides Mm -hmm. so uh one morning like i think it was like uh, last week or two weeks ago i told todd hey um there was a sad um news about um uh, a yogurt selling lady who killed herself because she couldn't afford milk to feed her baby. Terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think I had just seen a, like a, a dad who had jumped into, it was it in Ayutthaya. He jumped yeah. into the Chapraya. Uh, in Ayutthaya. jumped into a river and, uh, and his, his young daughter followed him and they both died. Mm-hmm. Terrible. And um, there were a couple high-profile suicides recently, or suicide attempts in Bangkok. I think one lady who drank poison near the government house, right, and then another lady yesterday who um, maybe posted some things online mm-hmm. talking about how uh, it seems to be that most of the people who we've heard about who are committing suicide are generally lower income and really economically impacted by the coronavirus. Do you think that's correct? Well, that seems to be the common thread. I mean, Thailand's economy was already uh, contracting. The, all the growth estimates been revised down greatly. Um, things, things were bad before this for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Um, and, you know, the, the military-backed government has double down on or tried to double down on populist policies of, of aid and relief and putting money in people's hands. But they've never seemed very effective at actually distributing it in a meaningful way. So when when things 
reached a head here, they they announced that they were going to do a, a one aid program. They're going to put five thousand bots, which mm-hmm. is about hundred and eighty US, I think, um, into the hands of people who work informally, meaning they don't have employment, they're not on the rolls, they don't have social welfare, um, which accounts for a significant part of the, the population. I mean, you got remember yeah. Thailand has has like the actual official unemployment figure is very very low i mean it's 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 unbelievably low but that's mostly due to informal employment um, yeah so you have uh, uh, tuk-tuk drivers you have cleaning personnel you have uh, a whole range of people who are who are not on the books um, yeah so so marketed as they marketed this as I think the official marketing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Milk was that this was the like the no one will be left behind program. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they promised. They thought, oh, there's going to be about three million people who sign up for this for this five thousand bot. Um, and then it was overwhelmed. And within days, they had to announce, you know, oops, we actually can't afford to pay it all. That's when the the prime minister famously uh, announced he was going to ask some of the richest. Uh, the richest families and people in Thailand to uh, to come up with some cash, and you know it was just another botched response, and and it it there's been a lot of anger, and so yes, some of these some of these instances of of people attempting to kill themselves or succeeding mm-hmm. um, have been accompanied with either some form of protest or as 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 Milk reported the other day, um, you know anger directed at at the prime minister, so. You know, the, the anti-government sentiments, which were already in some segments kind of running high prior to this, but there were mm-hmm. protests um, against the government, uh, haven't gone away. Sure. Uh, has the government effectively distributed to informal workers that 5,000 baht per person or or no? Uh, they did have actually like, um, I, I don't remember uh, exact date, but they have been doing that since um, late April, I would mm-hmm. I would say. And so, but it's like not every one of them got it um, at a single time. How do people get it? If you're not on anybody's payroll, and so I think these people are generally not paying taxes. What's the process? Just out of curiosity, for how they actually get that five thousand bot? Um, there was a website that um, you have to go in and register, and uh, I would say you must give the work history or um, social uh, uh, an ID and and then a bank account. Sure. And so, Milk, for you as a young Thai person, um, have you personally? I mean, obviously, you're a reporter and working in the media, so you're seeing all of these reports, and that is mm-hmm. one way that you're hearing about what's happening. How about amongst your personal community and the things that you see in your day-to-day real life? Are you noticing an increase in despair or unhappiness that seems to be building since the pandemic has uh, hit Thailand? Um, since like I came back from uh, my trip aboard, I've been staying at home in Brajimburi province. And um, since uh, my house is also, is, uh, also a shop, like mm-hmm. people comes in to uh, get the photos uh, taken or uh, photocopier machine, something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have seen um, a decrease of customers that just one, but then when I talk to some of them, they would just um, 
they they came in to to take their photos taken so they can apply the photos for uh, for new jobs. So mm-hmm. that that means they they lost jobs already. Got it. So they've been laid off. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you've observed. Is it seems like more people are out of work and looking for work, mm-hmm. coming in to get their photos taken for resumes or whatever. Yep. Um, Todd, how about the actual statistics and or milk in terms of suicide in Thailand? Is there any measurable statistical increase that uh, there's been since the coronavirus hit? Yeah, that's an aspect of the the story that we both contributed to because uh, milk got from someone in the someone in the mental health department, and she can remind me who it was. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, and there, there was there was you know. These guys were putting out putting out warnings, saying, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they're they're aware of the mental health um, issues coming along with this, and um, you know, they were cautioning people to take care of themselves. So he was specifically citing the Tom Yum Goon crisis of a couple decades ago in the late '90s, when uh, which was actually throughout the region, and suicides were high. And I think he said, "Oh, if we get to that level again, then we'll really have a problem." But the the, the figure he cited was like about eight and a half uh, suicides per one hundred thousand. Right? It's like a per capita mm-hmm. rate. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I d- I did my thing, which is go okay, check what well, what what has it been since then? Because to my understanding, Thailand has had a suicide problem for a while. Um, it's very high in in ASEAN um, and and. What I found in the WHO is, in fact, Thailand is has has the highest suicide rates in ASEAN, and the as of the last time there was data, which was four years ago, the rate was more like fourteen and a half mm-hmm. per hundred thousand. So it's actually already much higher than it was during that crisis. Wow! Um, and it's higher than neighboring countries, and um, yeah. So I mean, it, the, the, of course, there's no. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. There's no current data, right? I mean, there's nothing that's going to come out more recent than than that that's going to give us a picture of what's going on right now. Correct? Yeah, correct. Uh, the um, I I went to the statistic department and mental health department. If they had any uh, official records, we can use. But uh, no, uh, it's nothing is available. Nothing um, new. Since yeah, not not only in the past, uh, since two thousand um, nineteen, so it's yeah, like la- it. last year. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed they're they're pretty good at keeping track of stats, but they usually only update them one time per year. Okay. Got it. Because we wanted to find out, we also wanted to look at just how many people had died in the first quarter of twenty twenty, just to mm-hmm. get a sense of if that's. Much because Thailand's only reported as of today fifty four coronavirus fatalities. So we wanted to get a sense of well, um, like have the same number of people died so far this year than than previous years. But there, there's mm-hmm. that data doesn't exist at least not publicly. Yeah, I've seen that a lot lately in terms of trying to estimate a real picture as to how many people have died from coronavirus. Because yeah, the reporting in countries is often not good. It varies from country to country. So that's more and more what I've seen statisticians using is the increase of death on average. And in most countries, it's really a lot, a lot higher in the U.S., yeah, the France, numbers and the U.K. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, they're really measures of what amount of testing is being done. That's 
really what the metric is. So. Absolutely. And I saw in the story that the mental health hotline said it was getting inundated with calls. It actually, did it have to go offline or it wasn't able to handle the volume of calls that were coming in related to mental health problems, right? Um, I try, um, there was two weeks ago uh, when I was writing this story, I tried to call mental health department hotline, uh, one, mm-hmm. three, two, three. And um, it was, it, it didn't, um, it said all calls or all staff were occupied at the time. Sure. Yeah. Sure we publish, whenever we publish a phone number, I, I champion the, you know, the, uh, the average Farang reader of among our readership. And, and I was asked, well, call them up and ask them if they can do English. And sometimes they can, uh, but this time, no, they just didn't answer. And then the, the other hot, well-known hotline, the Good Samaritans, um, they had announced that they had shut down their call center due to the outbreak. Wow. So, so it's so, a bad time for there to be less services available. Yeah. And so um, what are your guys' thoughts? Obviously, with reporting on suicide, there's some journalistic ethics that are involved, um, one of which is not wanting to glorify the person who has killed themselves, um, really trying to not create stories that could be seen in any way as um, possibly spurring copycat um, events. What are some of the precautions you take and what are some of the ethical considerations with reporting on suicide? Well, absolutely. Like Milk said, you know, she had seen these stories. She hadn't reported on them. There was other stuff to talk about. Um, Our default position, um, which is kind of the rule of thumb, is that suicide in of itself isn't news. Um, People kill themselves. And the fact that they did it is is not news. Now, if you read uh, the tight tabloid media, uh, there's they're they're filled with all <laughs> kinds of crimes, yeah. a lot of suicides, particularly uh, foreigners. Um, that's that's a real topical favorite. Are mm-hmm. foreigners jumping off balconies in Pattaya or wherever? Yeah. Uh, so there is a lot of that, and I guess one might make the argument that I don't know if there's some kind of news value to that, but I'm not sure. Uh, but when a suicide is genuinely news and speaks to something larger than one person's mental illness, then then it is something to be talked about. It is something that serves a public benefit to, to bring to attention. And in this case, uh, the, if you did a Venn diagram of people with mental health issues and, and the lowest financial rung society, these are the people who, whose situations get the least airtime um, and lack, sure. lack of voice. So, um, yeah, it's absolutely... Uh, 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 a topic to be explored and to try to call some attention to, um, and yeah, I mean, typically we just do so in a in a in a you know we handle those stories differently. Uh, you're not going to see uh, puns in headlines for mm-hmm, suicide sure. stories or flashes of our uh, signature wit, but um, yeah. You know, we hand, try to handle them res, uh, respectfully. Um, and, yeah, there's basically uh, professional best practices. You typically don't talk about specific methodologies by which people kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For us, we... always do we, a disclaimer, generally, don't we? Yeah, a note, sure. <laughs> a note for people to, to, who may need help to, be, to, to direct them toward resources. Well, anyways, guys, I just want to ask one last question before we wrap up. Um, 
about the wider Thai economy, you guys are not economists, but you write about Thailand every day. What's the general feeling as to how the economy is going to perform this year and whether things are going to get better or worse with travel being so shut down and Thailand being so um, travel being a huge industry? What's the outlook and the mood economically in Thailand right now? Um, I I don't think uh, Thailand would open for foreigners um, at least for a, a few months. Uh, it's already mm-hmm. been denied until uh, the end of May already that uh, inbound flights or uh, any arrivals from uh, by foreigners are denied. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's especially. I mean, I can want to see, especially in Bangkok, the tourism touches so many people in so many places. Um, it's not the biggest part of the economy, but it's it's a huge, huge part of it. It's uh, it's roughly twenty percent. Um, mm-hmm. And and there's, I don't know, I'm, I'm I'm not hearing much many notes of optimism, you know. And a lot of people are, yeah, are just spitballing this, but um, there's not a lot of hope that there's going to be a big bounce back. Um, at least, at least for some time, it's just too soon to tell. Yeah. So in the meantime, uh, the losses are piling up. The uh, businesses are being closed. Um, uh, but but when it comes back and how much it comes back, I mean, you got to you got to remember this is Teflon Thailand, right? This is the country that has yeah. famously weathered crisis after crisis um, and always sort of bounced back relatively oh. quickly. Uh, but this is not just; those are all kind of internal, uh, usually internal situations that that get resolved one way or the other. This is something that that the whole world is kind of interdependent on, and so without without seeing where all those other pieces land, it's it's too soon to say. Yeah, it feels different, um, and obviously the uncertainty is one of the most difficult factors. That hey, maybe things will really open up and improve, and you know, tourism, which is huge, will come back sooner than we think, or maybe it'll remain for several months or or years that it's not the same as it once was. Um, But anyway, guys, really appreciate you joining and talking about um, this increase in suicides in Thailand. Not a pleasant story, but a really important one. Thank you, Todd and Milk, for your great work, and talk to you soon. Thanks for having us. Hashtag lift the booze ban. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for the Coconuts podcast this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Just a reminder that we have removed our paywall on coconuts.co for all of our coronavirus coverage, but we need your support more than ever. We've seen a great outpouring of members and patron payments in recent weeks, which we think is due to the coverage of the virus that we're doing. We've seen an increase in our newsletter signups, and actually our traffic is really kind of surging as well. But advertising revenue is really hurt for us by the fact that most advertisers are not spending because of the financial downturn. So if you do want to support Coconuts, please go to coconuts.co slash membership or coconuts.co slash patron, and you can become a member or make a patron payment. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about Coconuts TV. Coconuts TV is our YouTube channel that covers new, weird, and wondrous documentary and lifestyle videos every week. Check out our new mukbang mashup food series to satisfy those cravings. 
And we have some awesome news. You might be getting a little bored at home, so we have a brand new show coming up to kick those quarantine blues. IsoDate is an exciting dating show exploring if you can find true love without actually meeting someone in person. That's coming soon. Subscribe now at youtube.com slash C slash coconuts TV. Awesome. I can't wait for ISO date. Um, Same. I need to think of some single friends. <laughs> so, so do I. I. Put them forward. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love dating shows. I love blind date, um, guilty pleasure and awkwardness and horrific dates are just wonderful entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Although we don't want to, they're not going to be, maybe they'll be amazing dates. Maybe they'll all Yeah, you, you never dates. know. Yeah, people find true love in so many different ways. I think this is uh, the sign of the times, right? You you pivot, you adapt, you find romance. Adapt or die. It's Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. The Coconuts Podcast is a Coconuts Media production. Our hosts are Byron Perry, Vim Shamugam, and Summer Lee. Our production manager is Clarissa Cortez. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.